Hello wrestling fans, this is me, Quentin Charisma, and I'm with Mark Gordy. And this is Colin in the ring. What's going on, Mark? Oh, same old, same old, same aches and pains, you know, each day break. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, I talked to you a couple weeks ago, I wasn't on here, but uh, I told you about my, I was having them pain shoot down, my lady says sciatic nerve. Man, that's yeah. what that was, dude. That sucked. Man, it does, man. Oh, my gosh, man. That was a totally different pain than... I mean, I'm used to some pains, but that was that just felt totally different, and I didn't... Ooh, that was horrible. Oh, man, how you feeling now? You doing it's, all right? Yeah, I, it's hadn't flared back up, so I'm hoping... Um, I'm hoping that it'll, it'll be all right. <laughs> But it just, that's the first time I ever had one, man. It just come out of nowhere. And, um, mm. well, actually, I think I know what happened. I think I, I actually, um, uh, so doing my exercises with my bands and stuff, I do them sitting down. I got a wild hair at my butt and, and stood up and did my, and did some, um, wide grip, uh, biceps with my, with my bands. I stood up and did them for the first time, and I think, when I, was, I stood up and I was, I guess I, when I was curling, I must have twitched my back and then got all that back and hip and everything all flared up. And so that's what I get for trying to, try to, try to do, do, do more than I know I can do. But I didn't feel, I've been feeling decent here lately. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to try to do it. And see if I just sat down and did it like a normal, do my curls. Uh, you know, I've been, but, you know, your, your, body, your body had different different ideas, right? It's yeah. like, oh, I don't think about this time. Yeah. I know how that goes, man. <laughs> uh -uh. Oh, man. Hey, so have you been watching the NWA show? Um, yeah. I, uh, man, what about the, they got a, they got a, they need to go back to the docking intro, man. I'm not like this pantheon. No, me neither. No. Oh, it, I, man. Yeah, it's and it's yeah. I don't care for it either. It's um, it takes away from the whole it, studio '80s feel of it. Just yeah, it's too yeah. It, it, I don't know. <laughs> this yeah, it it don't match to me. It don't match the product. No, no. I agree with you. Especially the studio. Uh, you know, for being a studio show, it really... But yeah, I, man, I just haven't liked anything, really. Um, did you watch uh, Did you watch it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I watched Yeah, I watched it last... Oh, this morning. I watched man, it. Man, I'm all for Ricky and Robert, you know, continuing. If, they, if, they, if, they, if they're able to, you know, physically able to do it. Robert was struggling. Dude, that's exactly where I on my notes that I take. Where did I put that at? Okay. Uh, well, did I leave it in my notebook? I bet I did. Son of a crown. Oh, there it is. I mean, I wrote it. I wrote down. Yeah, I love. I love Ricky. I'm um, gonna, you know, met Robert a few times and worked him a couple once. Um, I put Robert was really off. He didn't. It just. Yeah, it didn't man. Seem, Seemed like he was off that really bad. When they did the the rolling gimmick, where they go get up and you know hit the partner out outside. 
Yeah. And Robert wasn't there both times, man. He, he was because, yeah. I don't know if his legs or what, man. Ricky did, was there for it, but uh, Robert just seemed like he was off. And I was like, man, may, maybe it's time, Robert. I mean, Ricky looked all right. Yeah, you know, yeah, Ricky, can, yeah. Rick, Ricky can still go a little bit. Yeah. But, Man, I think it's time for Robert to hang up. Man. Yeah, it, yeah, he looked, you know, he looked. Well, that first match was what they were on there. He looked. Remember that? You said he looked blowed up. Remember? That, yeah, that man, first he match did. they were. Yeah, he looked really blowed up, and then today he just looked like they just. I don't know. So I, maybe it's just an off day for him. Maybe you know. Maybe you know. Maybe, you know, maybe but. It didn't look good, and for especially for you know them, it like and just the um, you know when they do the um, uh, the two leg you know wishbone the leg. Yeah. Uh, Ricky was like he ta- uh, Robert tagged. Okay, one one tagged or whatever it was, and Ricky grabbed one leg, and Robert just walked off, and Ricky's like, hey, and, and, he, and, he, t- and he turned back, he turned around, that's right, yeah, he tagged Ricky, and Ricky grabbed the leg, and Robert just was going out of the ring, and Ricky's like, hey. And he turned and he looked and he turned around, and come over, and then they did the double, you know, gimmick with it. it it's yeah. like he was. That's what I noticed. I was like, okay, that's you know, they're always, you know, ever they've never been off sync on anything, you know. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. how would he forget that? <laughs> Something yeah. so simple they've done a million they, times. Like they, yeah, a million. But it, it's like it's almost. It's almost embarrassing to have to sell for that too, man. If I was other other guys, you yeah. know, I mean, it looked weak and it's just, uh, oh man. <laughs> but yeah, he um, yeah, he looked, he just looked um, he's looked off bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that a lot. But uh, well, Robert, man, he been. He's been working since about seventy-five or six, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. And he started out out as a uh, Reuben Gibson, I yeah. believe, wasn't it? Yeah, Reuben. Yeah, I, I, I is never that his shoot name or yeah. As far as I know, as far as I know, that's his shoot name, ain't it, Reuben? I thought it was, but uh... you know, uh, when uh, oh, this was years ago, me and Steve Bryant. One year, I want to say it was had to be ninety four. Hold on, no. Let me think. No, it was ninety five. Uh, around August, July or August of ninety five, he uh, it was on a Friday night. I saw him losing Shelbyville the night before, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to the to the Coffee County Fair." In Manchester tomorrow night, um, Smoky Mountains running, and um, uh, Brian Hildebrand um, wants to see some the pictures I took of of him and uh, Randy Hales working the uh, in Memphis uh, from the Smoky Mountain. I guess it was the Smoky Mountain uh, USWA thing that just started. I guess. But I said, okay, I'll, uh, that's cool. I'll meet you in uh, Gallatin. I mean, Gallatin, good grief. Murfreesboro, where he lived, and we'll just ride on down. You know, we'll go down there. So we go down there, and, uh, oh, gosh, it was awful. Um, we get, uh, um, oh, 
was it? We get to the exit. As soon as we got the exit, it was backed up. It was like another mile down the road off the exit to where you turn on the road to go. The, the fairground it was backed up to like the interstate almost. And we it would took us, I want to say, huh? Mm, almost it was over an hour and a half close to two hours by the time when we got the interstate from the time we got the interstate we got uh, into the fair paid part and got to the wrestling there was one match left when we got there and uh, so Steve was wanting to take pictures and stuff and everything so <laughs> we got there and um it was they, <laughs> and of course it's a fair show, so it's going to rain, right? <laughs> and and uh, so, um, and what's crazy is they dress up. They the ring they hauled a ring, and it was like a horse trailer. Yeah. And it wasn't one of the big. It wasn't a nice. It was like an old look, like from like the seventies or something horse trailer, and that's where the boys dressed in. Oh no. Yeah, and then they had this little little tarp. <laughs> a little canopy, a little like probably like a eight by eight canopy, old pop up canopy, uh, and then they had a tarp on the other side of it. So the boys went <laughs> the hills would walk, come out of the horse trailer, walk around that side of the horse trailer, and <laughs> the other ones would walk around this side of the horse trailer, come out of the can uh, the uh, canopy with the the tarp was up on, and uh, so after it was over, so we went back here and uh. He was there talking to Hildebrand, and um, I know it was Cornette was wanting some pictures, was wanting pictures of it. Is what he was wanting, and um, so he told Hildebrand that because Cornette wasn't there, he told Hildebrand to, to look at him and see what, you know if there was anything that they could use for TV, and um, <laughs> so we were sitting there and talking, and Steve's talking to Hildebrand. I'm just standing there, and. Uh, 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 Tommy Rich and is sitting there talking to Robert Gibson, and he was and Robert's leaving, and Tommy told him bye, and he called him by name, and I was like, what did he just call him? And I was thinking, and I knew he'd worked as Reuben, but it, but it wasn't Reuben, it wasn't Hoot, and I was like, and I, I, to this day, I, I always try to remember because it was some. It was something I've never heard him called by. It wasn't Robert. wasn't Reuben. wasn't Hoot. wasn't um, you know. And I, it, it was some old name he called him. So it must have been like an inside joke or something. But then again, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting way off track again on this because we was talking about NWA. But do you think? Okay, you know, there was a, actually a Hoot Gibson that worked for Poffos, right? Yeah. Okay, and then Robert Gibson's nickname was Hoot. I don't know if there was any um, heat or anything between them two, because they, you know, I'm just, I was worried about that. <laughs> I don't know what if they ever worked on a card, you know, because... I don't think uh, probably ever did. Because, probably not, because Hoot was exclusively up right around... Well, they like, um, he was more of a... Uh, East, get my east and west mixed up. Eastern Kentucky area. Yeah, Virginia, that area. Up, yeah, yeah. Huh, that area. He was more up in there. Yeah, yeah. But he worked basically. He only worked, you know, Poffo's pretty much. All I remember he might have, you know, did some of the independents, you know, after Poffo's went out or something up up in that area. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. Might do those, but um, far as you know, I don't remember him going anywhere else. So. 
they probably never, you know, come across the, you know, each other's, you know. Probably has. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But anyway, yeah, if it's going back. You know, uh, <laughs> go ahead. You know, I was thinking uh, I'm, uh, I'd probably be all over the all over the place today with, with whatever I uh, talked about. But, uh, um, you know how uh, certain states you need a license to wrestle in? You yeah. know, only Kentucky was one of them. Yep. All the time, Shelby know somebody? Shelby Adcock, did he know somebody or something? Because not one, I worked up there a lot yeah. for Shelby. Not once did anybody ever come from the, the athletic commission up there to see if everybody mm-hmm. was licensed. No, I think, um, you know, this. I hear that, speaking of that, Shelby Adcock, um, <laughs> Yeah, I worked Central City probably a total of probably 10 to 12 times, probably, for Shelby Adcock. And I was never asked one time did I have a wrestling license by Shelby when I was, when we come there. He never asked, y'all boys got your license? He never, not one time, asked if we had a wrestling license. Nobody ever showed up from the commission or nothing. So I'm thinking he... He was he either since he'd been around forever. He's probably the ones that just sent him his money. Probably sent him a little extra, yeah. extra, you know, with his with his when he pays his fees, or when the guy comes around, you know, during the week and comes to see Shelby. Shelby gives him a little envelope. Probably. Yeah, because yeah, because there were I, I mean there was too many people on that on that show. That yeah. You got you got to think, okay, you know, and. So you know, I think yeah, it was one of those. He'd been running forever, and so he, you know, and the commission was just like, and I'm sure, like I said, he was giving him some kickback, and just they left him alone, you know. That must have been something that maybe was just, uh, maybe if you were established and ran a lot, they didn't bother you, because remember when Ricky. That Rick Valentino or whatever mm-hmm. went in Danville and ran that show. Now mm-hmm. they showed up that night. Yes, yeah. Because maybe, they... maybe, maybe it was like you know, hey, if this outlaw comes in here and tries to run a show, we'll go see if his guys are, are licensed or not. Because Tony Flock ran forever in Paducah, and hell, we worked there a lot for him, and not once did anybody show up there either. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's um, because uh, I know at the time that was still a uh, when we we worked that show for him up there in Danville, um, that was still you know Jarrett's would run that town you know once every you know so many months you know that was one of their little spot show towns in Kentucky and because um, you remember Samples was with came with the guy from the commission remember that Mike Samples was with him. And Samples was still working for Jarrett's at the time. Hell, I don't even remember. Yeah, Mike Samples was with the guy from the commission. They were in there coming and checking all that stuff. And, um, yeah, it, uh, that's exactly what it was. They, that was a Jarrett town. I'm like, you know, you know, it was like once every four or six months, whatever town, but that's, that was theirs, you know? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, they, I'm sure they, somebody, you know, I'm sure, you know, Somebody working for Jarrett's office called and said, hey, look, you know, that's one of our, you know, 
towns that we run, and there's somebody running, you know, got an outlaw yeah. show running. Y'all need to go up there and check it out. And, um, because, I mean, we wasn't there for what, maybe 10, 20 minutes, and they came walking in the door, and I was like, Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember, I was like, Dang. I wonder if it had, uh, it kind of, Danville's kind of close to, uh, to, uh, oh, hell. Lexington. Elizabeth Town, ain't it? It's, uh, E-Town. It's kind of, sort of, I mean, it's east of it. Now, I'm trying to think, oh, hell, wasn't it, I believe it was Elizabeth Town. Oh, man, I forget now. It was, uh, we went up there, me, George, Weingroff, Dale Storm went up and worked for Danny Fargo. And where did Danny used to run? Germantown. Germantown. Uh, I'm sorry? He ran Germantown. Germantown, that's it. It's, that's it's it just now. north of Lexington. It's like a right outside, north of, just right north of, Ale of Lexington. Germantown. Yeah, okay, that's where we went that night. Is, yeah. that, is that kind of close to Danville? Mm, it's about an hour and a half at least. Maybe Danny had something to do with it or, or something because Danny ran Georgetown forever, too, I believe. Yeah. Um, I doubt it because, like I said, it, it Danville's out in the middle of nowhere, really. Um, yeah. You know, it, it the closest thing, I mean, because that's why Jerry didn't run it, you know, all the time because it was so, it's, there's no really easy way to get to it. So I think you go up, you know, you go up to E Town and then you cut out, I think you cut across. And it's like east of E-Town uh, e and south of Lexington. It just kind of sits out in the middle of nowhere, really, from what I can remember. I just know it took forever to get there. But, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm thinking that's probably what the protocol was. If you, if you were established and you've been running there for a while, because now I'm thinking about it, there wasn't nobody showed up at that Danny Bargo show either from yeah. the commission. If you were established and running shows for a while, they didn't bother you. No, you no. Send in your percentage of the, the whatever yeah. you had to send in, you know. Yeah. But if you if you're one of these little outlaw guys, just you know, gonna come into an already established town for somebody or close to one, then they're gonna they're gonna mess with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. And uh, I'm and tell you actually the, the truth of it. Come to think about it, that might be in a Dale Man town too. At one time, yeah. At one time, yeah, probably was. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, that's uh, I think it's what it was back then. Um, that yeah, if you're established, you pay and you 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 pay your you know your thing to them and all that, and you you don't you know just. Don't cause no trouble or nothing. They don't mess with. They didn't mess with you back then, you know. You just did what you did, you know. So, yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that's the way it was. Cause yeah, cause like I said, I worked. I'll say at least at least ten shows for Shelby Adcock in the Central City, Kentucky, and I worked one show for Tony, Tony Falk in Paducah, Kentucky, and none. Not one show did I ever see anybody for commission or anything. So. Just, you know, how stuff just pops in your head. I was oh, sitting yeah. there the other thinking about that. You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you see that thing that stuff that pops in your head? <laughs> you <Yeah>. remember? <laughs> I was another night, and I, I can't 
can't remember what I was watching. Do you remember like the fairgrounds? You got, you got, you got picked to be in the fan lumberjack match, and you, you fired up Doug Gilbert oh, up. Man, yeah. <laughs> Gary Davis and Doug Gilbert, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Danny, Danny looked down there at me, man. I said, I was, I was you know, fucking with Danny. I said, Danny, I'm going to fire you up if you get thrown out here, man, because, you know, we were for the hill. And he goes, he, he looked at me with his hand on his hips. He goes, I guess you're not going to participate, are you? And I think that's why I said, I'm going to fire you up here. <laughs> This big guy over here, he will he'll be okay because he they cheer for the heels and bang. Uh, <laughs> he put a double, a double cross on him. <laughs> beat him like he owed me some trans money or something. Oh man, I'm never, I'm, uh, I was watching something the other day and I can't remember what it was. And uh, and there was somebody, I think it was a fan lumberjack, they were talking about it. Or lumberjack or something matching us, and then that, that remember that popped that that popped in my head from me. <laughs> oh man, remember in Hartsville, man, we worked uh, Rick Gibson, well Rick Valentino, and uh, hell I don't know who was it, Satterfield, maybe, in that fans lumberjack strap match. Is there one Troy? It might have been Troy, it, it, but uh, um and. The, the marks were wanting to use the, the belt buckles on our ass. Yeah. Oh, oh, everywhere, man. They were just like hitting us everywhere with them damn belt buckles. Like, <laughs> man. Oh, speaking of that, you remember the time in Lebanon? And it was, uh, oh, it was Danny Davis, and it was supposed to have been Joey Mags when he was Joseph Magliano, and he had left. Yeah. He left, and I think that's why Doug Gilbert was in that one too. Yeah, Doug was a substitute. Yeah, that night. yeah. And then in Ledman, it was um, who was it? I want to say was it Jeff Gaylord they put in there, but Bruno was with him. It might not have been Gaylord, but Bruno was with it was Bruno. Whoever they put in there, Bruno's with. And uh, I remember Danny Davis. Oh no! Okay, what? Because they know they put Bruno in there. I think it was because they said since he's not here, and they did something where well, didn't the heels like throw Bruno out there or something? I try to remember. Somehow Bruno got in the match, and Davis just kept he kept uh, throwing him out, and uh, man, those people were just beating him to death. Remember he was. Remember, he had it on his head, his face. Remember, they just beat him to death, and then they uh, they finally took it home. I mean, he was beat to a pulp, and uh, and he was just left in the ring. And I remember Jeff Gaylord coming there and got him, and was walk carrying him, walking back. And uh, I guess Gaylord thought it was gonna be funny, and he tripped and like threw Bruno down the, on the concrete. 
And I remember I was like, dude, I remember I, 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 remember I, was, I called him a uh, douchebag or something. I was like, I said, he doesn't got beat to death. Now you want to do that? Throw him on the concrete or something like that. But I, I remember he was just, he was, he was they, because Davis kept, every time he'd roll back in, Davis would grab him and throw him back out. And they beat him to death. It might have been because I don't think he was around much after that. Because this was in this was in ninety. Was it ninety? Ninety or because we we started wrestling ninety one, so it had a, it was before that. Yeah, I want to say it was his second time he came through. He already left. Yeah, and came back. So I want to say it was maybe ninety. Maybe ninety-ish, maybe. Yeah. Early ninety, maybe late eighty-nine, early ninety, something like that. I can't remember. Um, it's around that time period. But um, oh, I know what I was watching the other day. Oh, uh, I was just actually I was scrolling through to uh, find the episode that me and uh, JP was gonna review for the Memphis thing. So I got this one guy's uh, his YouTube. I get. Uh, pretty much all the Memphis uh, shows off there. And I was scrolling through his, his his long, he's got a long, it's like tons of 80s, uh, like 86 on up of, of Memphis. And when I was scrolling through to get to the episode that I was going to watch, I noticed one of the things it, it talked about um, Lance. It said Lance's final show. So I watched it. And they never said one thing. It was, um, I think I wrote it down. Um, yeah, it was in 89. Um, it was the, the March 4th, 89 Evansville show. And they um, they never said one thing. He acted normal on their thing. So I was like, oh, that's weird. So I said, I'm going to watch the, the episode after that to see what they said. So, the next episode came on, and it was Dave by himself, Dave Brown, and he, um, he talks to him, he Lance, um, is not with us uh, today, he is, some of you know, he, he, um, um, he took another job, and, um, and had to, and had to start early, so he, he um, so the, last week was his last episode, and I was thinking, that just, because, I, you know, I, did he leave, did... Without giving a notice, like it was all of a sudden a, a last-minute deal to have go to WCW like that or well, something? My thing is, I'm sure... Or NWA or whatever, yeah. hell. My thing is, though, I'm sure he had, an, you know, they probably talk, talked it for, you know, was talking talks for a while, because I'm sure he was still the, you know... uh was, program director. Yeah, I'm sure he was still the program director. WMC. So I'm wondering, did um, did was there heat? You know, did or did um, did WCW tell him not to say anything when he left, or did or NW whatever it was, or did Jarrett get mad and and just told him, you know. Because Sam Lance would still would have said something on the TV, especially being it being live, uh, you know. That, and that was all 
What's that? Was, was that all that Dave said about the situation? Yeah. Yeah, there was no... It, no it would seem like they would say, you know, we really appreciate, you know, Lance. Lance has been here forever. I mean, you know, like, give it, a good it, little proper send-off, I mean, you know? it, I mean, he said a few things, but it was only like about a minute long. You know, I think, yeah, you know, it's uh, like you at least show some Lance uh, flashbacks, you know, when they cut to breaks, you know, little, little you know... Little, uh, he might have pissed. Yeah, he might have pissed Jared off. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. You know, and maybe he gave me that was his. That was the way he gave. Maybe he, he might have given us notice. And you know, because the week like I said his last week on there, there was no lead up to it. He went off the air same way. Maybe he gave us two weeks notice that you know after the show, and maybe Jared was mad and said you're done. You know, maybe I don't know. It's just one of those things. Is, that, you know, it's it sucks now because you don't you know because Lance is not around anymore. But he's got an inter shoot interview he did. I need to go find it and watch it. Actually, I had it. I used to have it. Um, I, 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 I sold all my stuff. So, so I don't know if, if he ever talked about he did, it. Or uh, he did a couple of podcasts there before he passed away. Lance did. Did he? Yeah, with. Um, one might have been Cornette, I want to say. Uh, there was a couple that I heard Lance. He, I don't know if you, uh, you remember, Dundee briefly had a uh, podcast there. Oh, did he? Uh, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, it might have just been for a few months or something, but I remember he was on, if I'm not mistaken, he was on that. And he might have been on cornets, but the stories he tells, man, I mean, he was still sharp, man. He had a sharp oh, yeah. mind, you know, so uh, it was it was really, if you can look that up, I, I believe it was cornet. Okay. I don't know if the Dundee one's out there still or not, but yeah, I believe it was the uh, cornet that he was on. Mm -hmm. uh, hmm. But it was really, really interesting, you know, talking about how... <laughs> He got started in TV. It was just, you know, TV was really basically new, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was really interesting, you know, hearing uh, hearing about that. Yeah. But, yeah, I had his actual shoot at one time, but uh, I think I did. I think I did. I could be wrong on that. But I think I thought I did. I might not have. Uh, dude, did, I don't know if you, <laughs> I'm sure you heard it. This has been a few weeks back. Cornette, when the, he was talking about how he, I guess he said that he hated crystals. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, that's blasphemous talk. What the, what the hell? Because I was, yeah, I was, uh, seeing Cornette, yeah, he, uh, he, uh, I was on talk, I was, yeah, I was wondering if you heard that that day. I was like, yeah. He was talking about, you know, he's like, White Castle's better. I'm like, no. No, I mean, I like White Castles, but they don't hold a candle to crystal. No, man. no, no. And uh, and then they start talking to last about you know he's like, I need to get you down here in the South and get you some. And I was thinking Louisville's not the South, dude. I'm sorry, no, Louisville's uh, not no. the South. No. I, I heard that too, and I was thinking that I was like, uh, Jim, uh, Louisville's not the South. About, 
Bowling Green, Kentucky down. I don't even, to me, this don't really seem south to me. <laughs> but yeah, when he said it's south, I was like, ah, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't consider Louisville the south. I'll tell you what, man, Crystal, uh, you know, I don't know if, uh, we might already talked about this, but the lot of them going out of business, yeah, man, you know? Yeah, we did. Remember they said they were filing bankruptcy, remember? Yeah. But yeah, tell you, here's man, Crystal's uh, problem. Here's Crystal's problem. They need to go back to just having crystals, you know, with cheese or not, um, and not charge so daggum much for a half slice cheese. But uh, oh my just, word, they want an arm and a leg for a slice of cheese. This one, they no, need to have a slice yeah, of cheese. They need to go back to having just crystals, fries, cheese pups, and they still have the the corn pups. I don't even know if they still have those or not. Do they? But I'm just saying they go. They got too much. They need to go just back to being simple. Back in the day, all you could go and get was, you know, um, all you could go and get was crystals, fries, and a chili, you know. And that now, when they just they're they got too much stuff going on, and and that takes away from because the crystals ain't as good as they used to be because they're too much putting too much no. on this other. You know, go back to putting your, you know, your focus on the crystal. You know. Exactly. I want my trans fat. I want my gluten in there. <laughs> I want them to taste like they. I mean, they still taste pretty good, but they don't taste like they used to. Oh no, these must be the. Yeah, they don't. But they're still good. But yeah, I just like that's their problem. That's why they're 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 filing for bankruptcy and closing stores. Cause they're trying to be too much, you know. Uh, and this gimmick. They had a gimmick for a while, man. Where. Uh, it was all you can eat, but man, they only they only wanted to give you four crystals at a time. I mean, you like, te- tell me about that. That's why I never went to what it. What the hell? Four? I'm gonna be time I get set down. There's gonna be about twenty seconds, and I'm gonna be ready for some more. You know, yeah. I'm gonna have to get my big ass back up. My knees hurt, my back hurt, and everything hurt. Waddle my ass back up there to what? Get four more, which I'm gonna be done in another twenty. It's like cut the middleman out. Say, hey, give me about twenty on here, yeah. and if I'm still hungry after that, I'll come here and get some more. But I'm guaranteeing you, I'm gonna finish these twenty. I mean, you told me about that. So, cause me and Dana saw a sign, and I remember I asked you about that, and, you, and he told me what the gimmick was, and I was like, I ain't wasting my time with that. <laughs> yeah, four. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I, I know some, something else I was going to uh, talk to you about uh, on the uh, topic of Cornet. You know how me you know, and you were talking about, you know, him. Talking about he makes this much money and all this and that. And we're wondering if he's turning everything in the IRS and everything. It got me to it got me to thinking. He's still doing it on there, just bragging, right? I, okay, I, you've probably seen the stuff. Uh, the old uh, Studio 54 they had back up in New York back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure you've seen stuff on it, but they've... Um, that one, there was two guys that owned it, and man, it was like the happiness thing. They were making buku, 
And that yeah. one, the, the little... There's a, there's a good movie on that, too, uh, called 54. Is it? I never yeah. watched it. But, the guy who uh, plays uh, Mike Myers, the guy who plays Austin Powers, uh-huh. he plays uh, the, uh, what was his name, Steve Rubel, Rubel or something uh-huh. like that. Because one of the owners was one of the owners was, was kind of normal. Then one was like just flamboyant, crazy, didn't care what he said. Yeah, that's who Mike played okay. yeah, on the, the movie. Yeah, well they, well they, I'm not they did on the movie. But I saw like a documentary years and years ago that, yeah. that you know they got busted by the IRS and everything got shut down. And they said the reason why because this guy kept doing interviews saying he had more money than um, they made more money than. Um, was it? Was it? The, I think he said yeah, they made more money in the IRS or something. I can't remember what it was. And they got and they went in there and busted them, man, and found out this. Uh, yeah, and they were only claiming, you know, like a, uh, you know, like twenty percent of. They were only claiming twenty percent of what they were actually making. And this guy just kept, yeah. you know, was running all over New York and just, you know, because that was the big. You know, that was the happy. Yeah, because you know that was like a big thing for you, you know, for a good like a little four year run up there. I mean, that was like the oh, yeah. the biggest yeah, thing in New York. Yeah. yeah, and um, you know, he said that he just he, and he was just kept running his mouth about it, and finally they they're like, okay, well, so they looked into it, and they're like, hey, and they shut him, yeah, and uh, they come there, but and I was thinking, so Cornette might want to watch it because you know he, he's got so many people hate him. You can't tell them some of these little AEW people be like fans be like, well he's you know I'm gonna turn him in you know what I'm saying so you better watch make sure man make sure he's got his books right if he's breaking you know breaking about all this money and stuff I mean I mean jeez so, oh man but yeah I just uh, hey you remember a long time ago we was talking about uh. Ron Wright's chisel. Yeah. And remember, I sent you the picture of it. Oh yeah. It, ooh, yeah. Huh? You know, I just can't see people letting him hit them, let letting him hit them with that, not doing anything about it. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, was he? Or was he running the territory at the time when he's telling people he's going to do that? Yeah. Because if he's just if it was just another one of the boys and somebody else is booking and it's another somebody else's show and that guy going to tell me, well, I'm going to get my chisel out. I'm going to say, I'm going to knock your dick in the third too if you try that shit on me. You see, that's the thing is he ran, he ran the Kingsport office, but I don't think, but then Kazana ran Knoxville, but did he book for Kazana though? I'm wondering. Cause, because if you remember, I don't know if you heard it, but one of the um, Robert uh, Ron Fuller's podcast, he's talking about um, how that he said Ron Wright kept time he's gonna get in with the chisel, and he said every time he'd cut him off every time, and he said yeah. one, he said one night he finally got him, and then he talked about one night at their first off oh, their first um, call Sim show. He was wanting to get him with the chisel, and, and uh, Fuller kept telling him, no, it's not the right time. And he, he kept saying, I'm going to get you with the chisel tonight. And, you know, I just don't see guys. I can see maybe, like I said, it, you know, the Kingsport towns that he ran, maybe. You yeah. Know, but 
I can't see guys, somebody like Dutch Mantel getting in you know, or you know, somebody. I mean, you know, Dutch was still already in the business. I just can't see him when somebody he or uh, I mean, just any of those guys, you know. Yeah, uh, this, yeah. Especially when Knoxville, you know, when Fuller took over Knoxville, uh, you and know, they, just yeah, and especially uh, John Foley, man, you yeah, man, yeah, and I believe him and Don. I, I think they're working a program with Dutch and uh, John Foley. I, think so. I can't see him saying doing that to Foley. Foley no. wrapped his ass up in the yeah, press pool. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too, yeah. That's what I, I mean, I just can't, you know, so I'm just wondering if he just did it to guys that he knew he could get away with. Because see, the first thing I ever heard about was a story about Kevin Sullivan. He got Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. But Sullivan was, was a, a, you know, just starting the business. Uh-huh. You know, and he got him with it. And, um, uh, but you know, did you hear the story about, it? they said that, he, they, that some people blew his, blew his plane up. Um, in one of the Kentucky towns. Did you hear that story? Uh, I might have heard it. I'm maybe not like for a, sure. Maybe Harlan or somewhere like that. They said they blew up his plane. Oh, the Marks. They okay. said the Marks. I, I bet it wasn't the Marks. I bet it was some of the boys. <laughs> it might have been. Somebody, get me with that damn chisel. Yeah. Last time. <laughs> what? Did you, you hear that story where... Um, um, oh crap! What's his name? Um, Billy Spears uh, was going to kill uh, Austin Idol. Austin Idol, yeah. yeah. Oh, I heard that. So I mean, put a hit out on. Yeah, put a hit like... out, yeah, had a, had a hit on Austin Idol. So I mean, I could. I mean, that's my thing. I, I was like, you know, I bet that wasn't the marks that blew his plane. It was probably one of the boys that got mad at him. Got kept getting hit that <laughs> that chisel thing. And if, if anybody's listening and don't know what the chisel is, Google it and look at that thing. It That's the nastiest looking. It looked like it cut you from butt crack to... to, to I mean, you know, from, from your butt crack all up to your hairline, you know? Oh, gosh. And I, how could you... I look at that thing and it's like, you couldn't work it? I mean, I, you, know, I, you, know, I, you know, people talk about how... You know, like, the way it was made, you couldn't, I don't know, I don't, there's no way you could have worked it, just, it, it looked like it just sliced right open, man. Man, have you ever been in the back with somebody, uh, either working them or just in the dressing room with them, and they're, they're cutting their, uh, that night to get some color? And they'll have this big industrial damn razor-like thing. And it's like, dude, what, how in the hell are you going to cut that thing? And it'll be like a, almost a half inch of it stuck out of the damn tape. And it's like, dude, you're going to cut your head off, man, you know? Oh, you talking about, yeah. That, that, that's, 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 like, I, that's what I, we, I mean, Brad Northcutt used to do, use, yeah, would, would make, back when we were, you know, teenagers, before we, you know, yeah, you get that big old thick razor blade. It's oh, like, man. It's like I always pop the thick razor open, yeah. you know, and then pry that little skinny yeah. razor out, cut down the end of it, man, and, you know, wrap tape around it yeah. to where it's barely sticking out right there, you know, the, the tip of it. Yeah. But, oh, man, I've seen some guys in back. Yeah, I have, like, yeah. Dude, Actually, I have. Well, you're going 
you, that's a damn scalpel. You're going to yeah. do surgery on your forehead or whatever. Yeah. My goodness gracious. And another thing, how the hell did Abdullah, he always wanted to thrust you in the throat and stuff with the same damn hand he's got them fucking blades on, man. It's like, how the hell did he not cut somebody's throat or something? I hate I don't know how. I don't, that's it's one of those things that they knew how to do it, man. You know. I watched it last night. I watched some Abdullah stuff over in Japan when he was working uh, the hell somebody. I forget now, but man, he was thrusting them in the throat, and then you know when they were trying to, he he would get covered and he'd do his usual where he's got yeah. his uh, blades on his fingertips, yeah. and, and it's like, dude, you just thrust him in the. How the hell did you not? Maybe he was that good, man, but I wouldn't want to take no chances with that. Just like, uh, Abdul, you're left-handed tonight because you ain't hit me with that damn right hand with a blade on there. I mean, oh. yeah, cause let's think about all the... He had to slip up at least once, maybe, or something. I mean, I've never seen... You know, you watch all the stuff, you never seen like... He never hurt nobody, though, you know? Maybe he was just... I don't you know. ever see that video with him and uh, Devin Nicholson, you know, Hannibal? No. You, did you see the video tape where he was supposed to have uh, con, uh, gotten help C from Abdullah? I haven't seen it by no time, I, but yeah, I haven't. Seen, I never saw it though. It, it, it's on YouTube, man. They're in the match there, and uh, Abdullah, you know, working on forehead, whatever the hell he's doing, the, you know, got the spoon out or whatever. But you clear as day, man. The 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 blade on the tips of his finger, man. He sat there just digging him on the forehead, man. Boom, 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 mm. boom. Just, man, it's like, dude, using the, you know, using the same blade that he was digging himself with, yeah. you know. Mm. But he was just, you ought to watch it, man. It, it's like, oh, my word. How in the world can he deny anything yeah. where it's clearly right there on tape where he's gigging them with the same damn blade, you yeah. know? Uh, I, never, I, I have never let anybody blade me, and I never would, man. No. You know? Tell you, man, after I saw that video of uh, Billy Scott, remember? Ooh, From Columbia? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, he almost bled to death, man. I remember he set up on that. He was on the set on the top turnbuckle, and it was just pouring off his head like a water fountain. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Mm, yeah, I, yeah. I remember. And I remember. Uh, oh, uh, JD Wolf. He he gigged Roger Howell. Remember? Would you, remember that? Uh, was that uh, Spencer? Spencer Tennessee. I don't remember that. Yeah, because he, I he gigged Roger himself. Yeah, because I saw. I um. I. I because Roger told him, said, because we were in the back, and uh, I don't know, you might have been, you were there, you, you might have, I don't know, you might have been in the restroom or something, but I remember when they were fixing to walk out the door, Roger said, you got, you got the blade, you going to get me, get it for me tonight, and he said, and, and, and Jenny goes, yeah, I got you, and they come back there, and he was bleeding, and I was like, oh, man, he... I was like, no thanks. Are you not in the bathroom or something? But do what? Yeah. You can't gauge that stuff when you're doing somebody else. I mm. mean, when you're doing it yourself, you know, you, you stick it in, turn it, twist, you know, boom. You know what you're doing. But somebody else, man, you just, oh, man. Well, I, think, I mean, that. you can gauge, you can do it, but you, if they move, 
Just yeah, the, that's I the thing. Know, if they man. move the slightest oh. bit, it's going to mess it up, you know. That's my thing. You can, you can stick it in, you know, you can do it, but if that person moves just slightly that you don't think they're going to, it's it's it, it's over. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, man, I, 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 they're like, I, probably the last, I didn't call her a lot, so I'm probably saying, probably after like, the third, after the third time I did it, I just took, I would make my blade, I'd actually make it stick out a little further, and I would just poke yeah. myself. I wouldn't turn or slice or pull nothing. I just, just like, I was just starting to poke, because, that slicing thing, I just like, it was easy for me to just go up and just poke. I could poke it. And we'll have to, I didn't worry about, I knew if I just poked it three times, I'd get enough color. I had to worry about, you know, if I was going to slice too much or, you know what I'm saying, or I didn't get it. So I started making them more, just enough. The blades I got to a little, little longer. And uh, um, I'd poke myself three times. And it, that usually it it'd get enough color, but only thing is what that man that um with that blade being out just a little longer, like some I would forget, <laughs> I would put it back in my I'd put it I'd put it back in because I always wore I wore sweatbands a lot, and I'd put it back in my sweatband and I'd put it back in my left left sweatband left hand left wrist sweatband on my re left wrist and. That you know, if you get it, always like, oh, crazy. And they'd be somehow they'd grab my wrist and you know, shoot me off, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, oh, yeah. oh crazy. I'd forget, because like, oh, it'd be man. like I said, because I'd have it sticking out just a little more than normal. You'd keep it, yeah. and every now and then, boy, it would, it would turn just right, and it'd, boy, it'd wake you up a little bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I'd man, have to remember, man, I'd have to remember to put it in the my right uh, sweatband. Wristband. I always remember put it in the. <laughs> so I always put it in the left because I was right-handed, and I just I can't remember to get to put it in the other one because they're gonna grab that they grab your arm and they said every now and then it get twisted a little bit and but yeah but yeah I just I, would, I started doing the poke gimmick. So. I um uh, I usually just handed mine off to ref <laughs> whatever I was done just here just. Put it in your pocket. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever did. I don't think I ever did that. I threw one under the ring one time because I was like, "Oh yeah, I've done that." A few I was times. like, oh, "This <laughs> ring, this ring ain't." I was like, "They ain't never taking this ring down." So I threw it under, threw it up underneath there. <laughs> That's like Shelbyville, man. <laughs> for, <laughs> I, uh, for I'm gonna say probably three years at least. I'd get out there and I'd forget to spit my gum out, and I'm like, "Man!" So I'd go up there and get on the second turnbuckle look out the people take it all out and, and drop it down the pole because <laughs> yeah. I was like there's no time when, they, when that ring finally got took down there's no time how much gum, gum was on the bottom up on that at the bottom of that pole on the floor there, there was no time because uh, yeah. I, I think there was a fluke cube that came out of there too oh there's no time in that ring because it never um, they you know they stayed up forever you know so you know, speaking of blades, you know what I came across? When was this? I threw all my wrestling stuff out a while back. And I had a little pill bottle that had uh, blades in there from, like, years <laughs> back, man. 
And I was like, oh my lord, this gotta be some kind of contaminated freaking medical waste. You know, I was like, oh my word, <laughs> man. Oh man, dang, that's crazy. I got all my stuff. What a little bit I kept. I don't have no tights or singlets or nothing. Um, but a little, little bit like robes and stuff. I got. I got them in. They're in a, a suitcase. And I keep them. I don't even keep them inside. They're outside in the the utility closet. But um, I think probably been opened up in years. It's been years since I've opened it up. <laughs> Man, um. I was thinking the other day, well, actually, Dana always talks about it. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you, I, I'll see if you feel the same way I do. It's like, for me, the older I get, the more, I, I can't stand people. I hate, I mean, I cannot stand people. I can't stand being, talking to them, can't stand being around them, hate going down in public around people. I don't even have to know you. I'm just saying. I just can't. I think you need to have. You have to. You need to have to uh, take a course and pass a course to be going out. If you go into a grocery store, to go out and plug and be in a grocery store. You know, there, there's just you need to have. You should have to pass a test, a, a, a class, or something. Man, every time I come back from the grocery store, Dan, it's like you just. You, 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 I don't know why you you go to the grocery store. You 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 come back in the worst mood. I'm like, well, yeah, it's the people. I hate I hate I hate people. It's just, man, that is so so funny that you say that because me and me and uh, my wife, we talk about that all the time. How we just we hate people. We hate being out like that. And it's like people. It's like I'm not I'm. Not, I'm not an asshole with the other people. <laughs> you know, it's the exactly. Other people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I, I know exactly how you feel, man. Man, it's just... Oh, my gosh. It, it, it's just it's getting worse and worse. And see, what well, you know, it, it was pretty bad when I lived in, you know, when I lived in Lafayette, Tennessee for... Was it there six years? Six years, I think. Was there six? No. Yeah, six years. And we all place you had to go was basically Walmart. Up here, yeah. some, and I guess it was just such, Bowling Green's a lot bigger. It just seemed, it, you know, I go, no matter where I go, go to Walmart up here, it's awful. So I go to Meyer up here, you know, it's a nicer class store. Yeah. But man, you still get some stupid idiots in there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just we won't like, gosh. Walmart's almost a year. Almost, it's on, it's almost expected. The whole anytime you go to Walmart, it's just gonna be full of idiots, man. <laughs> man, the dregs of society going Walmart. Oh my gosh, oh. it's just. And man, I swear, I just want to punch people. You know, you go okay. If you use a motorized cart, please go put it back up. And if you do put it back up, please plug it back in. Because uh-huh. you got a Walmart, there's never no motorized carts. They either broke down or all out in the parking lot. But you'll be sitting there, and, and then the them the people you'll be sitting, they're the same ones that come in there when there's not one there complaining about it. But when you see them when they take their when they go out, they never bring them back in. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. 
So I scuttled down with Walmart up here. Walked in. There's there's four four motorized carts there. I was like, hey, all right, this is good. That's you know, that's very rare. Four of them, not one plugged in. Oh man! I'm like, no, you you know, it's bad enough. You, you it's hard enough to get them to bring them in. So the ones that do bring them, they don't even plug them up, you know. And that's like the other day. I said I waited twenty minutes for one at Walmart. I finally saw this woman come by going out the door with one. I was like, okay. So I watched. So I'm sitting there watching. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, she ain't going to bring that in. I bet money. It's first spot right there. So they, her and the lady she's with unload the cart. And I see her. So I'm looking at her. And, she, and I see her go, the other lady. So I'm walking out there because I'm like, she's, you know, I'm like, uh, she's not bringing in. So I start walking out there. And I said, the lady is with her. I don't know if it's a daughter or something. She's a lot younger. And she goes, she points it over there. Talking about putting it in the, the little yellow line, cross lines. And she goes yeah. over there like that. And, and sure enough, she walks and goes back over to her car. And I'm walking out there. And she's and I'm sitting there just staring at her the whole time. And she's looking. I was like, I was like, I was like, and I, I said, what did I say? Oh, gosh, I've said something. I can't remember what I said, but I was, and she heard me too, because I just stared at her, and I got on and took it inside. I, I was like, you know, it makes me so mad, because they're the first people to complain, oh, you ain't got no car, well, yeah, because they're not bringing them back yeah. in, you yeah. know? Yeah. If, if you can go in there and get it, well, you can surely, when you get you can go back, you can take it back in there, you know? Yeah. And it makes me so mad. Yeah, it's like, oh. yeah, people just don't care, man. You they know? don't. They don't. That's They're the thing. Like, well, I'm here in my car now. I ain't gonna take that back up in there. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that affects the other person that tries to, you know, to yeah. get a car, man. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, like I said either either they're broke down, they don't work, or they're in the or or when you or you do find one in there, it gets halfway through and it dies because it didn't it didn't get plugged up. You know. It's just, oh man, just people just, ooh man, yeah. I, just I know. It, 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 speaking of staying with a handicap deal, man, uh, well, I, I, hell, I might have talked to you about this before too, man. But, but the people at your work, man, yeah. Where, oh man, where I work, man, they just oh, right behind where where I'm at is a whole row of handicap and a parking, and they'll park in there no handicap stickers at all and they'll yeah. come through there and I'm like uh, excuse me <laughs> do you have a handicap placard or tags or no. uh no is that handicap parking yeah clearly on back of the fence there's a chain link fence yeah. that they gotta back up to with a, a one of those uh blue metal sign with a handicap symbol you know it's yeah. like you couldn't see that yeah. I mean hello yeah. And but there's this one lady that parks there. She's I've been there for 13 years, and those 13 years, this lady has parked there without any kind of handicap identification at all on her car. And I've turned her ass in. <laughs> I don't know how many times the HR, but it goes in one ear out the other. You know, it's yeah. like you know, it's like every time she pulls in that driveway, man, I'm rolling my eyes cussing. You know, because yeah. I know she's just smirking the whole damn time 
once you're backing in the handicap. Hey, we got about uh, five seconds. This fix a cut off. Everybody, thanks for listening. It's quick charisma, Margori. Thanks for listening. God bless.